0: The text for our devotion this morning is the Great Commission, taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age and we pray these are your words Heavenly Father sanctify us by the truth your word is truth amen you may be seated i got to tell you a little story. When I was a middle school student back in the early 1970s at my St. Paul's Lutheran school, Friday nights in the winter were a really big deal. You see, Friday nights from December to early February were reserved for grade school basketball. And this was really something amazing for a young boy. Imagine this, two schools getting together to play a a game of basketball. We even had uniforms in our own distinct brand. We had coaches, referees. They even kept score on a scoreboard in in the time. Uh, We would even take away trips on packed buses, gyms of spectators, concession stands, and cheerleaders. For a 12- to 14-year-old boy, this was prime time. And did I say cheerleaders? We even had pep fests on the Friday afternoons of the games. Imagine that. Now, you may or may not know much about grade school cheers, but they can be rather corny. Now, one thing, though, is they do that earworm thing on you, and they can kind of stick in your head to the fact that I still remember one of them today. It went something like this. Are you ready? V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, that's our St. Paul's battle Cried La-di-da, we St. Paul's are the best. la da we're better than all the rest. La-di-da, we St. Paul's are the best. La-di-da, la-di-da, la-di-da. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, that was the St. Paul's Lutheran School Badgers battle cry in the early 1970s. You know, as, as I was thinking back about those memories, it made me wonder. I wonder if there is a victory cry for Christians. You know, after pondering the question, I do indeed think that there are many passages in Scripture that could serve as a victory cry for Christians. And perhaps the verses of our text could serve in that way. These are words that Jesus spoke to his disciple, disciples words they could live by just before he ascended to his heavenly home in heaven. To paraphrase our text, the victory cry might go something like this. Go with joy, fight the devil, and when, because of Jesus. Verses 18 and 19. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now notice first that in these verses, Jesus identifies himself. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth, disciples followers of Jesus, has been given to me. I'm not just a human. I am the true God, all authority. I'm not just a human coach or a general manager. I have all the power. So Christians, do what I say. I'm the true God of the universe. And here's what I want you to do. Go. Go and make people followers or disciples of me, and do that by baptizing them. Baptize them in the name of the true God, the triune God, the three-in-one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That baptizing is a sacrament in which Jesus uses an earthly element, in this case water, the washing of water, connected with his word to forgive us our sins. So go and do this. And I'll add the word with joy. Why? Because the spiritual story of Christians is one of joy. All of us, because of our sinful nature, quite frankly, should be dead. But because of Jesus, we get life. We've been committing sins since, before, since the time we were conceived. We've been committing sins since before we can even remember. We've been committing, we'll be committing sins in the future. Matter of fact, even when we try, our human efforts f- stop short or fail to stop sinning. So the Bible says that you have to be perfect to get to heaven. And the wages of sin is death. So quite frankly, we're dead. But because of God's plan for us, through the perfect life of his son in our place, through the suffering and death that he suffered in our place, and by his death and then his resurrection to prove his victory over sin and death and the devil. That means that by believing in him, we too get to live. We were going to hell, but now we get heaven, so go with joy second word, fight. That uh, first part of verse 20, Jesus told his disciples to go and to teach people to do, to obey everything I have commanded you. Everything, everything. That certainly means for Christians to be thoroughly instructed in the teachings of God's word in the Bible. And that includes teaching what his word tells us to do and not to do. Jesus is warning his his disciples that it's not going to be easy. The opponent who stands against us wants to prevent us from obeying God's will. We're gonna have to fight, Christians. That's so true for us. And keep in mind that we're not just fighting humans. The Bible says the fight is not against flesh and blood. Instead, we're fighting against the lies and the untruth spread by the devil himself who's seeking to cause us to doubt God's will for us. Basically, the fight for us Christians is to make sure that God remains God. There's an evil world out there, and there are people, including those that we know, who want to define their own truth not God's truth. Like our first parents, Adam and Eve, they wanted to decide what's right and what's wrong. They didn't want to let God be God. And if we're being honest with ourselves, there's something inside of our own sinful natures that likes that too. Even we sin by thinking that we want to do what we want to do. We want to do what we think feels good in the moment. So we need to fight the good fight as Christians, to let God be God, to love him more than we love anything else, to trust him more than we trust anything else. That's the fight. Now, the good news is that we're not alone in this fight. The Almighty God is your Father. And he's promised that he will listen to the prayers of us, his children. The Holy Spirit is not too busy to be by our side 24-7. Because of what Jesus has done for us, Luther says, put sin to death by daily repenting of your sins and asking for God's forgiveness. And our Father promises that he will do that. And so finally, when? Jesus ended his physical time on earth with this promise And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Because you're, fo- you're a follower of Jesus, that's the end of the story for us too. We win. Unlike the cheerleaders who chanted for victory, but had no way to assure that that would happen, God is already working for the good of those who love him. Life might get hard, and indeed because of sin it will. Life might even get worse at times. But don't worry, in the end, Jesus wins. And these words of truth to his disciples and us assure us of that. At the end of our lives, because Jesus lives, we too get the gift of heaven. The Bible says, as Christians, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. So what might be the victory cry for us Christians? How about go? Go with joy that through Jesus your sins are forgiven and that we have the gift of heaven fight against the devil's attempts to cast doubt, spread lies, and lead us to mistruth, and win that at the very end he's coming back to take you and me to be with him forever. As Christians, go, fight, win. Amen.